0: Isn't it amazing to see the way that God has moved and worked in the lives of people at Faith Promise? And I mean, those are just stories that we can capture and tell in a few minutes. And it's such a privilege uh, that we get at our Pellissippi campus to lead and serve alongside with you. I'm so grateful to Pastor Chris for the opportunity that we have Uh, that he gives us as a staff team to be a part of uh, all that God is doing at Faith Promise. Uh, From the day that I came here 15 and a half years ago, he has always said it would never be about him, it would always be about Christ, and he has held true to that to this day, and I'm incredibly grateful for him and for the opportunity that we get together to do uh, all that God wants us to do and be a part of what God has for us. Uh, You know, this weekend, uh, we're gonna be talking out of the book of Habakkuk. A few weeks ago, if you're doing our Bible reading plan, uh, we were reading through a book called Habakkuk, and many of you probably didn't even know how to pronounce it, right? You're like, did they spell this wrong in the Bible? Uh, But they didn't, it was right. And you may not realize, but if you haven't gotten one of the devotional books, uh, in the devotional book, actually, the Bible reading plan is in the back and so you can keep this with you uh, and throughout each day you can go through and read through uh, the one year Bible. I keep up with it on the U-version uh, Bible app but you can follow through each day and read through together with the people of Faith Promise. And January 1, we start the book, uh, Follow His Filling. And it's got the Bible reading plan. You can start reading through the Bible in one year. And hey, what if you don't make it all the way through? What if you just make it three quarters? That'll be probably more than you've ever read before. Get in and start reading the Bible. You can do it really quickly every day. Spend some time praying. Uh, Start the book, January 1, uh, the devotional plan. And then on January 7th, We'll start our season of prayer and fasting for 21 days. You don't wanna miss that uh, either and figure out what is God calling you to do and to be a part of. Uh, You wanna grab one of these before you leave today. But Habakkuk was a prophet who was living in a really difficult time. Uh, It it was actually a time in Egypt where a lot of the people of, of Israel were being led into slavery. And many other people were waiting to see what their fate was actually going to be. And Habakkuk was actually an unusual prophet because he did something different than any other prophet had really done. Instead of actually going to the people, telling them what God had said, he took a different approach. He looked around at what was happening in the nation of Israel and he thought, I've got to do something about this. I've gotta step up, I've gotta make a difference, I've gotta be a part of something that God wants to do here. So instead of at first hearing from God and going to the people, he actually looks at what's happening to the people and he goes to God. And when he goes to God, uh, he literally asks God two questions and you can go back, I hope I've wet your appetite and you can read in Habakkuk chapter one what those two questions are, but in Habakkuk chapter two, In verse two, it says this. Then the Lord answered me and said, record the vision and inscribe it on tablets, that the one who reads it may run. For the vision is yet for the appointed time. It hastens toward the goal and it will not fail. Though it tarries, wait for it. For it will certainly come, it will not delay. Now Habakkuk was in the same place that most all of us are today. Our families in this exact same place as we look to God and we need God to do something, but God hasn't done it. Have you been there before? You needed God to do something. You needed God to help you with something, but He was looking around and and God had not done what he was asking God to do. And so God responds to him and he tells him something in this passage and he tells him to write the vision down, right? He, He literally tells him to make it a permanent inscription. He doesn't just say to write it down, he says write it on a stone or really carve it on a stone. And the reason he told him to do this were twofold. The first one is because he wanted that message to be visible so that it could help it spread to his people. He wanted them to see that he had not left them, that they were not alone, that God was with them. But the second thing is that he wanted them to also recognize that they had to wait on God's timing for the vision that he had placed in front of them. And for some of you this weekend, you may be wondering why hasn't God done something and the reality of it is is that God is working on his timing and his purpose and his plan for your life. You see, every promiser who is connected, if you're giving or you're serving or you go to a small group, you wanna grow in your relationship with Christ, right? We all want the same thing, don't we? We wanna help people who have real problems find what? You see, that's what all of us are about, and no matter what's happening in my life, our commitment together has to be that we're gonna take the message, the vision, that God has placed within the life of our church and we're gonna live it out. We're gonna make it a part of who we are so that other people will experience God's love and his passion and his purpose for their life. You see, one of the goals of our church is that we're gonna put God first. We're gonna help people know how they can have a relationship with him. And I wish you could have been in this room back in June this past summer. As our kids arrived back from camp in the last afternoon at kids camp, we actually had the kids from our campuses mark in a chart. Where were they in their relationship with Christ? Maybe they didn't have one, or they thought they knew him but they needed to be baptized or they were growing with him and we, we had them mark it out and, and that would have been great if we would have just known where the kids at camp were in their relationship with Christ. But our team took it to another level and I was actually standing in the production booth at this campus watching as it unfolded as Candace Baker Uh, one of our kids pastor was here sharing and she invited the parents who had been contacted to come forward and the the front of the altar here was full of parents. And then she said to the kids, she said, hey, if, your parents are standing across the front, I want you to walk up to them, because the kids knew they were the kids who said they either needed to trust Christ as their savior or follow him in baptism. And in that moment, our team allowed their parents, it was so amazing, to kneel down with their kids and introduce their kids to Christ. And that night, a 100 kids, came to know Christ as their savior. Isn't that a, yeah, that's right. And, and get this, this year, this campus will baptize more kids than we've ever baptized in a year at Faith Promise, right? All because we intentionally said, hey, we wanna put God first. We want you to put God first. And we do what? We tell them of him. We said, hey, we don't wanna tell your kids how they can have a relationship with Christ. We wanna equip you and you tell your kids so they'll come to you and they, you can help them live out your faith in Christ. You see, we're here to help real people with real problems find real love. That's the vision of our church. That's what we're inscribing on the stone that, that Habakkuk had. That's what we're trying to live out in our life. You know, one of our values is that we elevate others. And about 18 months ago, our team at this campus, our staff team, began to recognize that we couldn't do all of the ministry that was before us. Uh, We have Stephen ministers and so many people who are part of carrying the burden of ministry and prayer and and just absolute ministry that needs to happen here, people's needs on the weekends. And uh, we were actually brainstorming one day, what could we do? And one of our campus staff, Uh, Rob Patrick said, hey, what if we elevated people to become weekend pastors, and, and we brought some people in, and we elevated them up to the status of pastor. Now, let me tell you about these people. They may not be called to ministry, and they definitely don't work for the church, but they're all in, right? People who are gonna help real people with real problems find real love. They're all in on the vision. And they show up every weekend and serve, the, uh, each weekend of the month that they serve, serve the entire weekend, doing ministry, baptizing people. When you see a baptism at this campus, nine times out of 10, there's not a staff person involved. There's a group of people behind the curtain right over there at this campus who have prepared those folks and then they walk down, they've they've been equipped, they go in and they talk to that person and then they baptize that person, right? They are all in to the vision that we help real people with real problems, find real love. You see, we are here to elevate others. And this is the thing that I want you to walk away with this weekend. that I think it's so important for where our church is. It's so important for what God wants to do because God wants you to elevate to a different level of filling this year. God wants you to elevate yourself to a different level of filling. And here's the thing, I can want it all day for you and pastor can pray for it every day that you would experience, but only you can follow his feeling. Only you can invite him in to be a part of your life. Only you can take a step and say, I'm gonna help real people with real problems, find real love. You see, you can bring them here, I hope you do, because they'll experience God in a way they never have. But you can do the same thing that we do right in your office as you help people connect with him. And you might say, I don't, I don't know how to follow his feeling. What does that mean? And for some of you, you're a Christ follower, and it just means that you're gonna become more in tune with the Holy Spirit and what he wants for your life. For, that, for others of you, you would say, that doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't even know what that means. And the season that we're in that we just celebrated is the picture of what God wants to do in your life. 2000 years ago, he left heaven He grew just like you did, and he was born. And at his birth, something significant happened that actually heaven came to earth, and what God did was he sent his son to grow up, to live just like you. The Bible says that he was tempted in every way. You think you are unique in the temptations you've experienced? No, scripture took care of that. It says he was tempted in every way, but he was totally different than me, and he was totally different than you. Because the Bible says that even though he was tempted, he never sinned. He was never separated from the Father while he walked on earth. In those moments where you felt like, God, where are you or what's happening? He didn't experience that when he walked because he chose to honor the Father, but he did it for a purpose. Because on the cross, he actually gave his life so that your sins could be forgiven. And in Romans chapter 10, verses nine and 10, it says something real simple. It says, if you call on his name, then you'll be saved. And at Faith Promise today, if if you would say, "I I don't know if I've ever done that. I don't know that I've ever trusted him, if I've asked him to be a part of my life so that I can live for him. At Faith Promise, no one ever prays alone. And I'm just gonna ask you to bow your head and close your eyes. And those of you who've been here for so long, you know that in this moment, we're gonna pray. We're gonna pray out loud. But if you've never asked him to do that, this is your moment to do that. We just pray a simple prayer like this. Dear Jesus, I know that I've sinned and I'm so sorry. Forgive me and help me to live for you. For all that I've done, I give it up for all of who you are. Forgive me, use me, in Jesus' name, amen. And the Bible says if you prayed that prayer, Literally, that the angels in heaven rejoice because of the decision that you've made. That's actually in the Bible. Read the Bible reading plan. You'll experience the Bible in a way you never have before because God wants to do a work In the seat back pocket in front of you, there's a communication card. If you prayed, uh, you can mark that uh, on there. We'd love to follow up with you to help you understand how to take next steps. Or you can attend next steps. We say that every person's first step is what? It's next steps. Next Steps happens at every campus every weekend, this campus at 6.15 and 11.30 on Sunday, 6.15 on Saturday. But you can fill this card out if you would, just drop it in the offering buckets that are about to come around. But uh, you may not recognize as we come to the end of the year and Jacqueline uh, just so eloquently talked about uh, how our giving makes a difference. But you have funded so many things this year uh, the ministries in our community, and, and I'm not even gonna try to list them because uh, they're, they're vast, and then just think about the season we just came from where over 2,000 children had Christmas because of you guys. You're amazing people, do you realize that? And Jesus said that whatever you did to the least of these, you did it to me. You see, people think Jesus really isn't keeping record. He doesn't take account, but he is. He said if you did something to the least of these, then you did it as if you did it unto Him. He knows what you've done, and so many of you have sacrificed and given generously our value. We give generously so that other people could experience Christ in a way that they never would have. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for the way that you give, that you sacrifice to support, not just the vision of our church, which is incredible, but the outward focus of our entire ministry and our desire to see not just our community, but our world transformed with the love of God. And so as our ushers come forward, we're gonna pray uh, and just ask God to move in this moment. But I'm gonna ask you to give generously. I'm gonna ask you, if you didn't come prepared to give, you can go online, faithpromise.org, forward slash give, and then realize some of the people who are sitting next to you, 70 plus percent of the people that attend Faith Promise, they've already given uh, because they give the easiest way that you can give that's recurring online. That's the way that our family gives uh, every week. But we want you to be a part of furthering the vision that God has, not just for this church, but for the community and the world around us. And so let's pray. God, in this moment, we thank you that you allowed us to be a part of something that goes way beyond us, God. In this moment, as we give, it's not just giving to support things that happen through this ministry. It's actually giving to the least of these and that actually gets the attention of you in heaven. And so as we give, we give generously, God. And for those uh, who would are struggling, God, we ask you to meet the needs that they have and allow them to be a part of something that you wanna do in these moments that we have each weekend. So lead us, God, in this moment. And we ask incredible blessings on the things that are given. In Christ's name we pray.